Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible XFi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for June 26, 2019. The White Sox once again lost the Red Sox, this time by a score of 6-3. The bigger news was that they also lost Tim Anderson to a sprained ankle. The field at Fenway Park was soaked by a steady drizzle of varying intensities by the fifth inning when Anderson ranged to his left to make a play on a grounder. He gloved it, planted, and bounced a throw to Jose Abreu for the out, but Anderson's right ankle buckled as he released the ball. He collapsed to the ground and stayed there for about a minute, and when he was helped off the field, he didn't put any weight on that foot. The White Sox called it a sprained ankle and said the x-rays were negative, but the severity of the sprain is yet to be determined. Anderson didn't make himself available for comment after the game, and he'll undergo further evaluation. Anderson already had a rough game as he made an ill-advised cross-body throw to start the game, and the error helped the Red Sox take a 1-0 lead. He was also tagged out at second, trying to stretch a single into a double. It wasn't so much bad base running as it was a sensational play by Jackie Bradley Jr. off the Green Monster, but it still short-circuited a White Sox rally and kept the game tied at 3. But that's characteristic of the White Sox fortunes against the Red Sox in 2019, as they're 1-5 against Boston this year. Much like Monday night, the White Sox gave themselves a chance. They took advantage of a pair of misplays by Xander Bogarts to take 3-1 lead, but the odds were stacked against them considering it was a bullpen game against David Price, and some soft spots of said bullpen gave way. Juan Manaya allowed the game to get tied on his watch in the third, and Jose Ruiz gave up a two-run homer in the bottom of the fifth that ended up deciding the game. The good news is that Carson Fulmer pitched all right over the first couple innings. He allowed an unearned run thanks to a couple of regrettable plays by the White Sox defense. Besides the Anderson error, Eloy Jimenez took an unconvincing route on a weak fly down the left field line and let it bounce in front of him for an RBI double. You can't see the finger quotes I'm making. Fulmer allowed those two hits in a walk, but he struck out three and got seven swinging strikes on 36 pitches. Also, John Jay looked like the John Jay the White Sox thought they signed. He collected his first three hits in the White Sox uniform, including an RBI single over a drawn-in infield and a double to right field. 
With Anderson injured and Yolmer Sanchez battling a high-grade fever, we'll see how the White Sox handle Jay in the up-the-middle defensive duties overall. Larry Garcia ended up moving to shortstop with Ryan Cordell in center, and maybe that'll once again be the play with another lefty coming. That lefty is Chris Sale, who will face his former team as the White Sox and Red Sox wrap up their season series this afternoon. First pitch is at 12.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago, with Reynaldo Lopez towing the rubber for the White Sox. Lopez has pitched a more watchable brand of baseball as of late, but he can't seem to get his ERA out of the sixes no matter what. Sale comes into this one winless in seven starts at Fenway Park, despite a decent 3.79 ERA. He's already ended one winless streak against the White Sox this year, striking out 10 over 6 shutout innings on May 3rd after going 0-5 in April. That marked the beginning of a 10-start stretch where he's looked like his old self, with a 2.34 ERA and 106 strikeouts while averaging 6.5 innings. However, he did labor over 5 innings his last time out. Down on the farm, the White Sox agree to terms with second-round pick Matthew Thompson. The high school pitcher receives a $2.1 million bonus, which is about $450,000 over slot value. With Thompson in the fold, that leaves only first-rounder Andrew Vaughn and third-rounder Andrew Dahlquist as the only ones unsigned, but they should be able to get deals done. Going through the scores, the Charlotte Knights lost at Durham 5-1, but Hector Santiago can call the day a success. He allowed just one run over five innings while striking out seven in his return to the White Sox organization, and his next start might come in a return to the White Sox rotation. Daniel Palka went 0-4 with the Silver Sombrero, while dueling catchers Sebi Zavala and Yermin Mercedes both reached base twice. Mobile came back to beat Birmingham 5-4. Luis Robert went 0-3 with two strikeouts, but reached twice in a walk and a hit by pitch. Nick Madrigal went 1-4 and got plunked as well, and he added a stolen base. Alec Hansen managed to pitch one and two-thirds scoreless innings. He didn't strike out anybody, but considering he'd only retired one of the last 11 batters he faced, it counts as a triumph. Winston-Salem lost to Myrtle Beach 4-3. Steele Walker hit a three-run homer on the same day he talked to our man in Charlotte, Jonathan Lee, and you can check out some of the Q&A in the Minor Keys post at SoxMachine.com. Kannapolis dropped both games of a doubleheader to Greenville, but there was some good news inside it. Bryce Bush came through with a pair of two-hit games after being held without a multi-hit game since May 11th. On the downside, Corey Zangari went and combined 0 for 7, and Davis Martin was roughed up to bring a strong stretch to a halt. In a battle of falls, Great beat Idaho 7-5. All notable prospects had at least one hit, and so did Luis Curbelo, who returned to Great Falls after massive struggles in Kannapolis. The AZL White Sox beat the Brewers' gold team 6-4. Cuban signee Brian Ramos was a homer short of the cycle on a 3-4 night. And the DSL White Sox lost to the DSL Blue Jays 5-4, although Benjamin Bailey keeps on chugging. He reached base three times in a single and two walks. Around the league, the Yankees set a major league record by homering in their 28th straight game. In fact, the Yankees homered four times, all solo shots in a 4-3 victory over Toronto. They've won 10 of their last 11, but it wasn't all gravy, as Giancarlo Stanton once again left a game early after bruising his knee on a slide. The Yankees now lead the Tampa Bay Rays by six games in the AL East because Blake Snell took a beating at the hands of the Minnesota Twins 9-4. Speaking of the Rays, their ownership officially unveiled the plan to explore splitting their season between Tampa Bay and Montreal, but the idea remains ludicrous, most notably the idea of getting two stadiums to build them ballparks when they can't even get one to do it. Back to scores, the Indians entered the ninth inning against Kansas City with a 6-3 lead and likely all-star closer Brad Hand on the mound, only to see Hand give up five straight hits, all of which crossed the plate. The Royals won 8-6, and Cleveland now trails the Twins in the Central by 8.5 games. Speaking of storming back, the Phillies rallied to beat the Mets 7-5, courtesy of a 5-run sixth. 
Manny Machado made his return to Camden Yards and received a 41-second standing ovation before his first at bat. He struck out looking, but homered in his second trip to the plate, and the Padres won 8-3. The Cubs lost to Atlanta 3-2, but the Brewers, Cardinals, and Pirates all lost as well. That'll do it for this morning's edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to commiserate about Anderson's injury, check out Steel Walker's Sound Clips and Homer, and also sign up for the Sox Machine meetup at Alter Brewing in Downers Grove on July 21st. We have a handful of spots remaining. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, among others. And if you'd like to support the site and the show, visit Patreon.com slash SoxMachine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.